Good evening. And we are continuing along here. <clears throat> In various areas where a person could have bitochen and must have bitochen and how that bitochen should be. So now, after five levels, five areas of Olam Hazah, Chavazvavaz then went into the areas of having bitochen and Olam and he came up with a question that why is it that Kadosh Baruch Hu did not disclose to us and describe to us the reward that will come in Olam And we've already had a few reasons, three or four reasons we've mentioned already, and now we proceed in further reasons why Kadosh Baruch Hu saw fit to keep the existence of what it's going to be like in Elam Abba to keep it a secret. So we continue now, Umayhem. And another reason is Ki because reward and punishment that is indeed mentioned in the Sefer Torah, meaning in the Torah, Devara Novi the word of the Navi, namely Meish Rabbeinu, who wrote the Torah, Mipi Hashem, he describes reward in this world, and the punishment he describes to people who live in this world. In other words, what, what really we relate to is things in this world. This is different than the first reason he gave. The first reason he gave is that it, it's so abstract. The existence of Elam Haba and the reward of Elam Haba, which is all Ruchni, it's all spiritual, is not something that we could comprehend because it's so abstract to us. We're not something that we're accustomed to. But this is an additional reason. This is a reason that it, it speaks more to us reward in this world. It speaks to us we're going to be granted reward in this world. We're going to get punished in this world much more than what's going to happen in the future in the next world. Let's contrast, as he says, This doesn't mean literally. He was in this world. When he got this nevuah, he was in this world. But even though quite literally is in this world, but his his greatness allowed him to already share in a different existence, that of the angels. Oh, my Lord, therefore was told to him, I'm going to grant to you, you will be walking amongst these, amongst these malachim. So someone who's living at that level, indeed, could relate to those types of rewards. Like there's a word by Avram Avinu, when he sat outside, he was 99 years old. He had just done the brismila. He was weak. He was ill. He was a chayla. And it was a blazing hot day. And yet he went out to find people to be machnes And as we know, the three malochim came along. And it wasn't malochim. They were just as Arabs. They were the Arabs. So when the pshat, they were malochim. The kasha is asked, why couldn't Hashem just send three people? Why did Hashem have to send Malachim? You're doing an ace anyway, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why couldn't you just send three people who indeed were traveling at that time past Avram Avinu and needed a meal? So one shot is given 
that indeed Avram Avinu had reached such a height in his Avedas Hashem and his Chesed of Achnosus Orchim that he was beyond just greeting people. At that point, he was sort of like in a different world. So therefore, indeed, he was inviting actual angels because that's the level that he had reached. Like we understand here, Yeshua ben Yitzhak, many generations later from Avram Avinu, was able to experience what it would be like walking with the Malach. But for us simpletons, Hashem knew for us, we got to give what's here and now. As he says, Because the way of promising reward to somebody and the way of instilling fear and warning is it should be appropriate to the time and place. It's sort of like give a muscle to reward about it for a child. You're not going to tell a child, you know, if you behave this whole week, so then at the end of the school year, we're going to give you a prize. He, he can't think so far in advance. And the same is really with us with punishment. Hashem says, you know, if you don't keep, keep the mitzvahs in this world, if you commit avarious in this world, Hashem says you're going to get punished in the next world. And it's very hard to, to relate to that. It's very hard to, to instill in ourselves without a whole avoida, the year shemayim that's indeed needed in order to prevent the person from doing an Aveira, because he's going to lose his Eilam Because it's not here, it's not now, it's not this Makam, it's not this time. So when Hashem wants to instill in us an inspiration to keep mitzvahs, and a warning not to do Aveiras, He says, you'll be punished over here. Oh, then we can look and say, Nebuch, there are a lot of people that are sick, there are a lot of people who died young, and the Torah says, you know why that happens? That happens because of Aveiras. Well, that's a whole different story now. You mean, you get punished in this world? You have hardships in this world? Of course, we've discussed earlier in the Sefer, there are other reasons why a person would get punished. It's not always because of Averis, but some aspect of it, some portion of it, is because of Averis. There's no denying that. There's no getting around that. A person who gets Yisurim in this world, unless the Mamish Yisurim Shalava, that's talking about for great people, but otherwise, every bit of suffering we get in this world, they're good, they're worth it, because they atone for sin, they get us on the right track, that's the idea of Yisurin is the same lotion of Musr, which is to turn. Yisurin get a person to turn, turn them in the right direction. So it's all for the good, that's for sure. But why does it come? Schar and Einish. There is reward, there is punishment. We're about to embark on our Avoid of Rosh Hashanah, in a, in about a week and a half, and we say clearly, mi yichye, mi yamus, mi yishalev, mi yisyasar. Who's going to suffer? Who's going to have tranquility? That's in this world. The Vilna Gaon says that's all going on this world here and now. So we we use that as a, as a as an an inspiration, as an impetus to indeed keep the mitzvahs, stay away from averus. Hashem would only tell us the great reward is coming to us after 120, after this, this, this lifetime. It's so far away, it's hard to comprehend, it's hard to relate to it now. Someone as great as Yeshua ben Yitzhak indeed was able to already feel that existence now. So therefore that's another reason, says the Chavis Avavis, that the Kodesh Baruch wants us to, to give us the reward that we have a 
could have then a, a, a desire to do mitzvahs and a fear from doing Averis. If, if they tell us this punishment right now, that'll, that'll really speak to us much greater. And then we go to another reason. Umehem, yet another reason is Shikmul The whole reward of Oilamaba ain't Tachli Belikim. Really, the goal of it all is to cling and to come close to that great light, that light of the upper world, of the upper existence. He cites a few psukim that indeed describe the next world as clinging and basking in a great light. Your tzitkis will go in front of you. You'll be gathered up by the glory of Hashem. Those who are wise and do mitzvahs, will shine, and they'll shine like the bright heavens. It's to us to be able to delight in that light of the ultimate eternal world. Now that only comes, that great light of clinging to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is only going to come to someone who Hashem wants to have a connection to Him. The actual Ratzon Hashem, the will of Hashem to want to have a relationship with this person, in that world means with the person's Neshama, is indeed the, the reward. The reward is that Hashem says, where is that Neshama? I want Him to be close to me. I want Him to be within my orbit now. Oh, that itself is the reward. A, a simple marshal. Imagine that a, a great Godel be Yisrael sends a message. He wants to speak to you. Oh, why? He just, he, he heard so much about you. He, he wants to be in your presence. He wants you to be in his presence. He wants to have a relationship with you. The mere invitation of that this the Godel be Yisrael wants, to, wants you at his house in his proximity. That itself is the reward. That itself already is such a tremendous reward. You get a handwritten letter from, from a Godel Yisrael. He wants to have you at his table. What do you do with that? Oh, write down the date on the calendar, throw out the paper? Of course not. You take the paper, you frame it, and you put it on the refrigerator. Why? Because the invite itself is, is the reward. The, the fact that Hashem just even wants us to be with him, that itself will be the reward. That Hashem ultimately wants, he desires for us to have life in the next world with him. Then the Chavis above us brings Psukim from Pashas Mechukaisai, which is interesting, as we'll see. In the Pechukaisai, which is the both the Brachus and the Klolus, and there it's described that this is what Hashem will want to do or not want to do. For example, that they indicate that there's a desire on Hashem's part to want to have to do with the person. This is what it said. Which is an interesting Pasuk to bring. The truth is a very interesting Pasuk in, in the in the bracha of the reward of Pashat B'chukaisai, Hashem says, if you do my will, so then, I'll, uh, I will, I will place like a mishkan amongst you, 
which is really, as the Chavis is saying, the Mashkiach pointed this out, that the Chavis is understanding this part of Parshat Bechukaisai is already in the next world. Although we usually, typically we understand Bechukaisai is you're going to have rain in its proper time, we're going to have good crop, it's all this worldly reward. But yet the Chavis Avavis understands that some of that reward actually is taking place in the next world. That's why it makes sense. Rashi says that I'm going to walk amongst you. What does that mean? Rashi says Rashi also explains that it's going on the next world. Some of that reward in Vekokoisai is for Olam You're going to walk with me. I'll stroll with you in Ganeidim. So Says the Chavis of Ovas, and I won't be repulsed by you. It's a very strange type of reward. Yeah, I'm going to like you, and I won't be repulsed by you. That's what it is. The, the Adam Goddess says, Come, I want you to sit at my table, and you should know that I'm not going to get disgusted by you. That's what you say. That doesn't sound very strange. So, one Pshat the Mashkir gave over from a Yalkad Me'am Loyes is that Olam Abba is for eternity. And in human relationships, certainly it's like that, that if you have spend so much time, an eternal amount of time with one person in that same existence, ultimately it starts getting to you, it starts growing in a bad way, and, and, and you get repulsed by it. So Hashem says there's going to be this existence of eternity. If I, my rutzen is that you should be close with me, that you should be able to bask in the Ur HaChayim, it will never end. It will be an everlasting dance. Imagine you get a chance to dance with someone who's so chashuv. And you have a few moments with this chashuv a person dancing. But you know, that's it. Soon you have to move away and someone else will come. Imagine if the dance will never end. That's what Elam is like. It's a dance that will never end. And the dance will be with the Ebrish to himself. And the Ebrish says, and this is not a dance that no one's going to get Annoyed by it. No one's going to get repulsed by it. That's why it's part of the bracha. But Chavazov is saying this is all part of the bracha. Let's end this paragraph. You see, Hashem's, I'm going to turn to you. It's Hashem's expression of a wanting of a relationship and a connection to the person. This is what the, the existence of Elam is described at. And why? Can't it then be described in these in these terms in, in the Torah? That in which I have to see tomorrow night why that's not. A good tonight.